As we approach the summer, many UA residents are thinking about their travel plans. But while we would normally be discussing the exotic destinations we are heading to or the journeys we are planning to our home countries, this year is very different. Rather than hunting for the best deals, many of us are more focused on either securing a refund on flights and holidays we've already booked but cannot take, or moving travel plans to much later in the year. So what is the best way to secure a refund on your flights or holiday? When will flight restrictions be lifted around the world? And with lots of cheap deals on offer, should we even be considering booking a holiday right now? I'm Alice Hayne, the Personal Finance Editor of The National, and once again I'm hosting this podcast from my house as I continue to work from home. Joining me today is Hayley Skirka, the National's travel correspondent, who is going to give us all the information we need at this very challenging time. Welcome to the show, Hayley. Thank you for having me. I think all of us have been affected in some way or another. I mean, I was planning to go on a family holiday to Jordan around the Easter break. That never happened. And thankfully, I never actually booked it, so I didn't lose any money there. And I'm also supposed to be heading to a wedding in Spain in July, and I'm meant to be flying to the UK in the summer. So what is your advice for travellers at the moment, Hayley? I mean, I think the the main advice is that it is such a changing situation. Um, It's changing from one day to the next, one hour to the next at times. So my advice is to keep an eye on what's going on. And to make sure that um, if you have upcoming travel booked, that your airline or your hotel has your up-to-date phone number and contact details so that if something does change last minute, they can let you know. And what are the main issues you're actually seeing at the moment with travel bookings? What are the kind of key problems that people are facing? Uh, The key problems, most travel has been cancelled. I mean, I I saw this morning, uh, I read something saying that Almost every destination in the world now has a travel restriction of some some form, um, and 45% of those destinations have completely closed their borders to travelers. So people's holidays, business travel are being cancelled um, for imminent travel, and also um, throughout May, throughout June, and some restrictions are even extending to July. Wow. So for people that have got booked flights that they actually can't take at the moment, what kind of refund policies are there in place? I know that Emirates has got a very comprehensive policy, for example. So can you talk us through that one? Yeah, sure. Um, So a lot of airlines before this were quite strict on making changes or requesting refunds. Thankfully, because everything is so changeable, that has um, loosened up a little. Um, So here, Emirates have changed their policy and they basically give travellers three options. So if you've booked travel, as long as you've booked your ticket before the 30th of June and you're due to travel before the 30th of November, you've got three options. The first one is that you keep your ticket. You don't do anything. Um, When you're ready to travel again, you contact the airline and they'll book you onto the flight that you want to go on as long as there's availability. So you have to kind of rebook yourself onto the same flight? Yeah, exactly. So you do nothing now. And then when the destination that you want to go to opens up or when you can travel again, you contact the airline and they and basically get rebooked on the flight. And you've got a 24 month period within which you can do that. So from the date that you booked it, you have two years essentially to rebook your travel. 
Um, with that option, you can also change your destination with no change fee. So as long as it's within the same Emirates region, you can travel to a different destination. So for instance, if I have a flight booked back to Scotland, but can no longer travel to Scotland, um, but travel restrictions are lifted in Spain, then I can change my ticket to Spain and it won't cost me any more. How do they decide the regions? Is it by continent or by time zones? It's pretty much by continent. They have a list. They have um, eight different regions and they're all listed on their website. So you can see which countries are included in which region. That's option one. The second option is it's similar. You can opt to go for um, a travel voucher. So basically you get a voucher to the value of what you paid for your original ticket. There's no fees taken off that, no administration fees. And it's valid for one year, but if you don't use it within that year, you can extend it for another year. So essentially you have the same 24 month period. The slight difference with the travel voucher is that you're not locking in the fare that you originally paid. So you you have that fare, but if prices go up or go down, you will pay the new fare. And you can also use the travel voucher like in multiple transactions. So if you want to book, if you had booked a flight to New York and you now want to book to travel to Jordan, it's not going to be the same price. So you can use the travel voucher for your flight to Jordan and you keep whatever you didn't spend and you can use that on another transaction. Okay. So what's the third option? Third option is a refund. So um, as long as you booked before the 30th of June, you can request a refund. Um, the problem with that is that there's a bit of a backlog at the moment um, and you might be waiting a, a while for your refund. Now Emirates have came out and said that they plan to clear the backlog by August. Um, but still, if you booked it in April, it might be August before you get your money back. So they're the three options that Emirates are offering at the moment. If you booked with a travel agent, then you should have all three options that Emirates are allowing people who book directly, but you have to go through your travel agent. So it's just another another step in the administration process. And what about Etihad? Because they have they also have policies on refunds as well. What's their policies? They do, and it, it is quite similar. So for Etihad, again, you can rebook your travel. And if you do choose to rebook, so if you change the date for a later time, then you can also change destination. So you can travel to anywhere in the Etihad region for the same price. Their second option is something that they're calling Etihad Credit. Um, Essentially, it's very similar to the travel voucher. You get your money in Etihad Credit and you can use that in multiple transactions to rebook flights. You can also use it for upgrades, for lounge access. And if you do go ahead with that, they are also giving you up to $400 in Etihad credit as a bonus and another 5,000, up to 5,000 guest miles as a sort of thank you for keeping your flight with them and not requesting a refund. And that's the final option is a refund. Um, but refunds with Etihad, at the moment, they're only available for flights that were booked after the 29th of April and for travel before August. So it's a, it's a shorter time frame. But still, both of those airlines are 
very generous there with their refunds and changing date policies. What about other airlines? I'm not always hearing such good things elsewhere. Are there cash, are there also cash refunds or travel vouchers with other airlines? It very much depends on the airline that you've booked with. Um, so, some airlines will uh, offer the travel voucher. In fact, I think most airlines do have some sort of travel voucher uh, in place. I know that Fly Dubai, they will, they don't offer a refund, but they will offer you a refund in the form of a travel voucher. And then outside of the region, a lot of the American airlines have also updated their policies and you can change dates, you can change destinations, but you might have a little bit more of a struggle in getting your money back if that's what you want. Okay. And how long does it take generally if you want that cash refund? How long do you need to wait? I mean, in normal times, you would probably be waiting 14 days for your refund. Um, but in normal times, going back to Emirates, they were processing 35,000 refunds a month. And they're now processing 150,000 refunds a month. So now it's going to take a lot longer. Yeah, because, I mean, the longer this goes on for, the more refunds they're going to have to look into processing so it's as you say it's going to take a long time and, and if you're switching dates and you can do so with I mean Emirates you can do that without being charged is that the same with other airlines as well so previously uh, like in normal times if you booked a flight that um, a cheaper flight then typically you wouldn't be allowed to change dates without being charged um, you could buy a flexi ticket which would probably cost you a little bit more to begin with but that would allow you to change dates for free. Now, a lot of the airlines are allowing that flexible policy on all tickets or they're only selling the flex tickets. So I know that Etihad, for instance, they've started selling tickets on flights from May, but they're only selling flex tickets for that reason so that people can make changes uh, without paying fees. I suppose that's pretty sensible with the uh, current situation. Now, we talked a lot about flights here, Hayley, but what about hotels or package holidays? You know, if you've booked a trip, maybe you're heading out this month, it's very unlikely that that's going to happen. So what happens to the situation? Are travel agents or booking websites, are they also offering refunds or does it depend on who you booked with? I think it very much depends on who you booked with. Um, in terms of hotels, I know that um, Akar and Marriott have both came out and said that you can change your date um, for free. Uh, Marriott as well will allow you to cancel your reservation completely free of charge um, up until I think it's the end of June. And then if you've booked an Airbnb, you can cancel. If you booked before March, mid-March, then you can also cancel that free of charge. Other hotels have not been so transparent in their cancellation and refund policies. Um, so very much worth checking the small print when you do book something. If you're booking anything in the UK, then you have atoll protection in the UK and Europe, which means that you would be covered for changes. But unfortunately, that doesn't really apply if we're booking things from the UAE. Okay. I mean, there's also the option of travel insurance. I mean, some people get quite generous policies out that can include cancellation or delays. And the issue is that 
the travel industry could cry force measure, which is where unforeseeable circumstances prevent the company from fulfilling a contract. But that that is also something that people can can tap into if they need to, if they've got a great policy in place. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, most uh, policies, if government has advised that you don't travel somewhere or that you don't travel full stop, then they will cover you. Uh, But again, read the small print. And a lot of insurance companies, I think, are now listing coronavirus cover, detailing what they will cover and what they won't. Uh, So very much worth reading everything in detail before you go ahead and buy insurance. Absolutely. Always check, just with it, like any financial product, check it very, very carefully. Now, earlier on, I mentioned that I was going to a family wedding in Spain, and it does look very, very unlikely that it's going to happen. Um, now, I was actually booked this trip in, because um, the, the wedding is in July, and I actually booked the trip in February when COVID-19 was very much a talking point. But at that point, we didn't know the full scale of it. And I listened to my sister. That doesn't happen very often, but I did listen to my sister and I made a refundable booking and I booked it through a booking website. And I haven't booked a flight yet. So that means I can cancel that booking up to four weeks before the wedding. So is that something that you're telling travelers to do at the moment? Only make bookings that you know you can get refunded? Yeah, I think that's sensible. Like it's such a changing situation that um, nothing is set in stone. Uh, so I think if you are going to go ahead and book at the moment, then make sure it is something that you can get your money back on. Or even if you can't get your money back, that you can change it to further down the line and that you'd still be able and want to take that trip further down the line. Like for you going to Spain for a wedding, you might not want to go after July if you've missed the wedding anyway. Exactly. They are, they've given us a September date, so possibly there's another option. But I'm not going to book anything now. I've always been a bit of a last-minute person anyway when it comes to travel, so I probably will leave it to the last minute. And, and although that's norm, not normally the advice that you would hand out, is it? You'd normally kind of advise booking in advance. Yeah, 12 weeks ahead is typically when you get the best flight prices. But not now. No. Have your travel plans been affected by COVID-19 at all? Send us your stories and questions to pf at thenational.ae. And remember that PF stands for personal finance. So this kind of leads us on to a question that we've had from a listener. And this is from NP in Abu Dhabi. And they say, I found a cheap ticket to London in August. Should I book it now or wait for travel restrictions to lift? And that's a very big question because... Do we know when things are going to ease a bit more when it comes to getting on a plane and flying out of the UAE? I think the answer would probably be to just wait a little bit longer. Um, Obviously, in the UAE, flights are grounded and we don't know when that's going to end. There's been some rumours Etihad are planning to resume operations on May 16th, but only if government restrictions are lifted. Emirates, there were some rumours floating around that they would be cancelling their flights until July. Neither of the two regional airlines are in a position to make that call. It's up to the UAE government and no one knows when they will make that call because they are assessing the situation day by day. So I think for the moment, even if you have found a very cheap flight, I mean, if it's a refundable fare, go ahead and book it and then you can always get your money back. But if it's not a refundable fare, I would not book that at the moment. And I suppose, as you said, make sure it's a trip that you can take beyond August. 
because if if you're only going for August because something particular is happening and then you don't need to go because August has already happened, then there's no point having that flight at all. So this kind of brings me on to the next point though, which is deals, because there are a lot of deals out there. And, you know, for people that do want to venture out as soon as possible, and they're quite brave, I have to say, I'm not going to be running out to the airport anytime soon to hop on a plane. But can they secure great bargains? I mean, are travel companies looking to get people in so they're offering the best deals possible? Or are they looking to recoup some of their losses? So I think there's a bit of both going on. Um, So I was actually looking at flights to Nashville, because I was supposed to be going there in August. And before, um, before coronavirus, the cheapest flight I could find was maybe around just over three and a half thousand. And that was with two stops. Um, now, a few days ago, I saw one and it's under three thousand and it's only one stop. So they've definitely gone down in price. I think in terms of hotels and especially in the Emirates, where domestic travel is much like it's probably going to come back first before international travel does. I think a lot of the hotels and resorts here will have some very good staycation offers that as soon as we can all get out and moving around again, that we will be able to take advantage of. So I have to ask, Hayley, why were you going to Nashville in August? That's that's a key question. <laughs> Very random. So my partner booked tickets for um, a Matchbox 20 gig that's happening there in August. Um, so we were going for that. And then we were going to drive down to New Orleans. But I haven't booked the flight. And just looking at how coronavirus is being handled stateside at the moment, I think I'm just going to hold off on that one for now. So do you have any flights booked? Have you got anything sort of booked up that you're planning to go to? So I had a flight booked with Etihad to go to Japan in two weeks time. And I have um, I've not done anything with it. I'm basically holding it and I will rebook it at a later date when I can safely travel to Japan. But if companies are releasing flight deals or hotel deals, when it's still slightly unclear whether or not we can move around, is that the right thing to be doing? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a gray area. I think it, it comes across as a little bit dishonest, perhaps, for an airline to be offering flights that they are probably quite confident they won't be operating, and the same with hotels. Um, but on the other hand, like they, they do need to survive, and if we want there to be a travel industry to go back to when all this finishes, then you can kind of understand why they're trying to get revenue from flight tickets and hotel bookings at the moment. Um, Because even if you do uh, reschedule them, then they've still got that money there to tide them over this crisis that they're going through at the moment. So it is a bit of a gray area. And I suppose I've seen a lot of messages going around saying, you know, don't cancel that holiday move it till later so that the travel industry as you say can survive and has knows that okay this is a really bad time but in November it's looking a lot better. Exactly you not only are you helping the travel industry but um, it kind of gives you that personal little emotional boost to have something to look forward to when this is all over so I think if you're in a financial position to be able to reschedule your trip rather than cancel it that that's something that would be great for the travel industry and for your emotional well-being as well but a lot of people 
maybe living sort of month to month, they're not in that position where they can have five, six thousand germs tied up in a holiday that's not going to happen for another year. But at the same time, we are spending less at the moment. So this is actually a really great opportunity to, uh, you know, don't necessarily book a holiday straight away, but at least store that money in a nice savings account and start saving up so that when we are able to move again, you've got money ready to go and you can perhaps go on a dream trip that you never imagined you'd be able to afford. Yeah, definitely. And I think there will be a new sense of appreciation for travel when this all lifts and that people hopefully will travel in a sort of more sustainable way because we've seen how the world has sort of, like the environment has bounced back without um, people moving around all the time. So hopefully people will travel a bit more sustainably and, like I said, have a new appreciation for being able to go places that we've not been able to go to over the past few months. And I suppose the other warning is don't book too soon because you might risk booking with an airline that doesn't actually exist in a couple of months' time. And that's an awful thing to say, but unfortunately, you know, it doesn't look good for all the airlines out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, British Airways just announced that they were uh, cutting 12,000 staff. So that's, that's a big blow to the aviation industry. And I think there probably will be more to come. And if you do have a flight booked with a, an airline that goes under, um, there's a chance you'll get your money back, especially if you booked on a credit card because you have a little bit of added protection. But it's not a guarantee that you're going to get that money back. Absolutely. So what's your top tip right now, Haley? You know, is it hold fire, wait a bit longer, and then decide what you're going to do? Hang fire for now. A good tip is to set up a few um, flight alerts. You can do it on Google Flights. You can do it on Skyscanner. Um, So if you've got a couple of dream destinations that you want to go to, um, put in some flight alerts for the dates that you're thinking of and the destination. And then Google Flights or Skyscanner will let you know when when the prices have dropped. And if you see something that's an amazing deal and it's a refundable ticket, and you're in a financial position to do so, then go ahead and book that. Otherwise, it just lets you keep an eye on what's happening with flight prices so that when you when you are ready to book again, you know what sort of bargain fares you're looking for. Brilliant. Well, I hope that maybe you'll set up some flight alerts for Nashville and Japan and that that dream will come true for you as well. I hope so. Thank you very much for joining us, Hayley. Thanks, Alice. Thank you this week to Haley Skirker of The National. If you have a question you would like to ask us, send it to pf at thenational.ae. That's pf for personal finance. Please do subscribe to the podcast in your podcasting app to receive weekly updates and also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison. I've been your host, Alice Haynes.